Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, welcome back to Optus Sport and our post-match show and Optus Sport podcast. Match day 14 and so many goals to get through. We are wrapping up the group stage at the moment. One more day to come, but we've got teams through to the round of 16 and some great goals all around to have a look at and have a listen to. Joining me in the studio, Cote Rojas, Ashley Sykes and Heather Garriock. What a day it has been. Wrap it up for me in a couple of words. Absolutely cannot believe that Brazil is out of the Women's World Cup. Never in my lifetime would I ever think to have seen Jamaica knock Brazil out. Unbelievable scenes. So a draw enough with Brazil to see the reggae girls through to the knockouts for the first time. They are dancing their way into round 16 in Brazil. 28 years it has been since they have not made it through. 95 was the last time this happened and never have they had a nil-nil scoreline like this at a Women's World Cup. Cortez, so disappointing to see Brazil out, but you have to pay credit to Jamaica. Exactly, and I think Jamaica, they blocked them. Uh, many times Brazil didn't know what to do. Uh, I saw them very confused the way that they were playing the, the ball. It was predictable. Jamaica, what an amazing job by blocking, by, by staying and blocking in the, in the defense line. And they, they look, they have defenders, they have um, players behind the ball. Well, let's talk about that because they are one of three teams to keep a clean sheet in this tournament so far. Japan, Switzerland and Jamaica. Wouldn't have expected that coming into the tournament, but it, this is such a hard thing to break down. I, the French couldn't break them down. Um, the Brazilians couldn't break them down. Heather, if you're a coach looking at this setup that Jamaica has defensively, what's your solution to try and score, finally score a goal against them? Yeah, look, I think, um, I think what Brazil did is they continued to try to force it. What you need to do is try and drag, drag, uh, yeah, drag Jamaica out of the defence line. Rather than play in their front third, you want to play in the middle, the middle third as much as possible. That way they come out a little bit. They're not going to sit too, too deep on the 18-yard box. If they sit too deep on the 18-yard box, then it creates space within. So you want to drag them out to then create spaces in behind. And that's what they didn't do. Mm. And I'm really surprised. Pia is a really experienced coach. She would have known by the past two games, and especially against France, that this was going to happen. The other thing Thing that they didn't do is they were very one-dimensional they're trying to play when you play the ball you need to move the ball the moment you move the defenders move which then creates space and I just didn't see that and Brazil's deserve to be out they deserve to be out because they were not good enough they were brilliant in the first game and 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 ripped it 6-0 and we thought this is amazing. It's Brazil. like chalk and cheese, isn't it? Because they were so creative, so selfless. We talked about how selfless they were in creating that space and providing opportunities for their teammates and they just did not do that in this game, Cote. Couple of chances in the first half, but nothing really standing out. 
No, and, and again, Jamaica did amazing and they were, they were very good at, and I said it before, what I want to say is Jamaica being in compact. Why? Because we know they can attack and they match physicality, they quick, mm. they very similar to Brazil, but Brazil is more technical. But I didn't see a plan from Brazil and I know they have pressure because a whole country, a nation, they want to see, is Brazil is just to go to the next stage. So for us not to see them in the next round, it's, 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 it's actually very disappointed. So Kadisha Bunnishaw comes back in for Jamaica after missing the last round and has a wonderful chance to go up. Not needed in the end, but this was probably the best chance for Jamaica. Yeah, look, this, this was a one-on-one -on -one and I, th I thought she was going to bump her off uh, with, with, a, with a speed and a, and a strength, but she didn't <laughs> quite do that. But again, you, you would see her for Man City. She would absolutely bury that or at least get her on target. So, um, but Brazil was exposed because they were trying to push on to try and get as many players um, up front as possible to be able to score. And when they did that, they had this last minute chance and, you know, there were calls a handball, there, were, there was a header in there, but they just could not breach the goal calls for anything at that point <laughs> yeah I think mainly in the back of the net but yeah it, it was tough look at those amount of bodies that you have to try and get the ball through to, to score a goal Jamaica Cote you say that we will all want to see Brazil in the next round I want to see Jamaica in the next round this is a team without resources that want to prove to the world how good they are imagine what they could do if they had the resources of Brazil or France I'm so pleased to be seeing Jamaica in what the next round. What a history as well. Yes. Yeah, it, fill us in, Heather, because it's an amazing, amazing story. But what we need to look at, I know we're saying Jamaica don't have the resources. Maybe they don't have the resources at international level. But these Jamaican players are playing all over the world. They're playing in England. They're playing in Scotland. They're playing France. in Europe. They're playing in France. They're, they're playing all around the world. This is the beauty of having quality competitions, professional competitions, the quality players that are at less... less you know, well fortunate, fortunate countries mm. being able to play around the world, they're blossoming. And this is this it's is awesome. the beauty of this competition. Yeah. It's 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 amazing. Well, I do want to bring you down just a couple of notches because we knew that Marta was coming into her final World Cup and this may be the last time we see her play. She started this game for the first time in the tournament. She's come off the bench in the other two games and this is her going off to a standing ovation. Is this the last time we see Marta pull on a jersey for Brazil? I'm starting to get emotional because her first World Cup was 2003 and that was my first World Cup. And um, for her to have a career that she's, she's had, um, to be able to affect and inspire the next generation, for her to stand up for what she believed in, especially for so long, for her to be a FIFA Women's World player um, is just amazing. And she really deserves everything that she's become and the inspiration that she's brung everybody, not only in Brazil, but worldwide. Uh, Marta was who Sam Kerr, football. Sam Kerr is to the young girls today and boys today. And so that makes me emotional. Hopefully it's not the best fairy tale ending and that's not the best swan song. So maybe she may play a, a farewell game to be able to celebrate that. But well, I'll buy tickets to that one, H. Yeah, OK. We'll Let's sit go. side by side and enjoy we'll, that one, shall we? We'll because Sao Paulo, do the summer. <laughs> <laughs> An absolute legend of the game, and we do hope that is not the last time we see Marta. But some very emotional words, too, she passed on to Bunny Shaw at the end of the game. Celebrating on the other side of the coin is the coach of Jamaica, Lorne Donaldson. Let's hear from him now. Coach, another historical game for Jamaica. Another historical game for Jamaica. Describe the emotions. I tell you what, 
Um, this is one of the best feelings I've ever had in my life. And just, just to see these girls and to see a country like Jamaica be able to do this, it's unbelievable to just watch it while I'm alive right here standing. It's unbelievable. I mean, I thank the girls to do this for the country. And the country should be proud. What impressed you most about the players tonight? The resilience, the fight. It's a war, we know it's a war, we're going into a war and we have to be ready. And it was a war and we, st and we stay, we stay in the battle and we won the war. So, you know, but we have some more work to do, but we'll just enjoy tonight. You're going through to the round of 16. You told me you were going to do a cartwheel. Are we going to see that tonight? I did a cartwheel, I don't know if it was a good one. But I did one, but I can't do two cartwheels. I might hurt myself. <laughs> and how are you going to celebrate tonight? No, not much, you know. I need a cup of fizzy, a cup of beer, and I'm good. I'm not a big drinker. Thank you, coach. A cup of beer, and I'm good. Congratulations. Yeah, I will enjoy it. All right, thank you. Lorne Donaldson, beer and cartwheels. That is how he is celebrating <laughs> his side's historic win, Ash. I love the words that he uses to describe that, as well as I love the sound of the beer he's going to have. I'll have a beer with him, Ash. What about you? <laughs> he described it before the game as he thought it would be a dogfight, and just then he thought he was describing it as a war. I love that attitude that they bring into the games. It's gotten them this far, and I can't wait to see. Like, the team they play next will hate to be coming up against them, and it's because of that attitude. Yeah, outstanding stuff, outstanding stuff. Well, let's head down to the pitch because Adriano Del Monte and Mel Barbieri are there. It is emotional down there on the sidelines. Absolutely, very emotional. There were just some outstanding scenes to make a team were just behind us celebrating. They did a lap of honour, soaking it all in. Just behind our camera now, a number of Jamaica players taking selfies with fans and just soaking it in. I don't think they can believe it. It's amazing, but they stuck to their task. They haven't conceded a goal. And how good is this feeling? What's a moment for these players? It's uh, brilliant. You know, it's, it's contrasting. It's really emotional seeing the Jamaican girls absolutely relishing in this moment. But then also having Marta walk past me um, in tears, appreciating the fans, walking around everywhere, clapping her hands, making sure that they know that she's grateful for their support over the years and for them to come all this way and support her in what might be her final tournament final game they were emotional scenes on full-time we were well we were essentially standing right here as the whistle went and there were a number of brazil players just in the bench that disbelief they were crying marta she had a look of well again she was stunned but there were no tears immediately at the whistle i think a few moments later that realization did sink in a number of jamaica players went up to her to console her the staff and there was some players sitting there for about 10 minutes just in complete yeah. shock. Well, I think, Khadija Shaw, you mentioned the moment that they had on the pitch. It was actually Khadija Shaw, um, you know, talking to Marta and saying how much of an inspiration she was for her. And to sit on a World Cup stage and have somebody like that shake your hand and say thank you for everything you've done is pretty special. It was special. Beautiful scenes. But tonight, of course, it's all about Jamaica. It sure is, Adriano and Mel. Thank you so much for the update. Enjoy the celebrations down there on the sideline. Speaking of celebrations, let's head over to the Sydney Football Stadium because Brianna Holden is with Tanya Oxby sideline there. France was winning this game uh, quite well at half time. How did it end up, guys? 
Yeah, 6-3 in the end, Amy. The highest scoring match so far in this Women's World Cup. It was such an entertaining encounter, Tanya. I didn't know where to look in the end. Um, yeah, look, goals galore. The crowd was sensational. Some magical performances. And if you paid money to come and watch this game tonight, you definitely got your money's worth. Yeah, certainly. And straight from the get-go, that Cox goal. I mean, two minutes in. We haven't even sat down in our chair and um, she steps up, she strikes, the free kick was magnificent and this crowd just erupted. Um, you know, such a fantastic, such a fantastic technique and uh, yeah, you know, like I said, the crowd just went, went wild for it. And after that, the floodgates kind of opened for France. I mean, it was a little bit scrappy at times, but they managed to find the back of the net. They did, and look, um, it wasn't probably their most clinical performance in terms of once they got into the finishing phase, but they did the job. Um, Diani with a hat-trick, uh, you know, two penalties, and look, I, I just think they've got a lot more to show um, in terms of those final third entries, but goals galore. And for Panama, this is their first ever World Cup, three goals in their final game. We can see behind us how happy they are. What does this mean for them? I mean, they're still out on the pitch now, enjoying every minute, and what an experience for them. I know the crowd really embraced them. Um, you know, they were, they were setting the crowd alight, really, with um, every single time they went forward, and when they scored, obviously, it was, uh, it was really, really loud in here, and they're lapping up every minute. So, you know, hopefully this is the start of their journey, and, and they've experienced World Cup football now, and, and they can build off that. Yeah, and they've got a lot of energy now, but Tanya, one thing we did mention throughout the match is how difficult it would be for them up against a France side, considering they've probably never played three competitive level matches in such a short period of time. It's incredible what they did here tonight. It is, and look, they had a bit of a lull, um, probably uh, the, the last 10 minutes of the first half and, and the first 10 minutes of the second half. You can see physically they were struggling a little bit. They made some changes, brought on some fresh legs, and they sort of got a second wind, and they, they pushed France all the way. All right, and of course, France are now through to the round of 16. We don't yet know who they will play. They've got Germany, who they've struggled against in competition before, and they've got Colombia, who I think have been one of the biggest surprises in this World Cup so far, of course, next to Jamaica. If you are Irv Renard, who are you wanting to win tomorrow night and go top of the group? I'm, it, if I'm in his shoes, I'm probably wanting to avoid Germany, just historically how um, deep they go into tournaments, their, their winning pedigree. Um, I think both games are going to be tough, and I think France needs to be better than they were tonight. All right, well, it's been an absolutely thrilling match here. Nine goals. I don't think anyone saw that coming, guys. Back to you. Thank you, Bree. Thank you, Tanya. Absolutely epic and nine goals. What entertainment is that? Got to talk Panama just for a few minutes because we saw the scenes there of them celebrating with their fans. I know they've lost. I know they're going home, but this is doing massive things for the four and a half million people that live in Panama right now. Coming into this game, they hadn't scored a single goal and tonight they have three and potentially one of the best goals we've seen. Yeah, look, the free kick was an absolute bomb. You practice that in the training <laughs> ground and you imagine that and that's a dream come true for Marta Cox. Um, but Panama, I just can't wipe the smile off my face. I can't wipe the smile off my face because they fought until the end. This is the attitudes that we want. This is the passion that we want in our game. And I just, I'm in love. And even though they've gone out, they've gone out with their heads held high and they should be so proud of this. They're lapping it up. No, they did a, a great job. I think, look... They're super happy because against France, a big, you know, big country, they, they're so good. And, and 
I don't think they can even believe it. And that's why they are <laughs> celebrating because they are going to impact the, the new generation <laughs> themselves has experience. So it's, it's a great, great game for them. I think they said after the last game they were going to turn their tears into promises to come back next next oh, time and that. fight, oh. which was beautiful. And they plan to come back in four years' time and also fight. So, like, isn't it great that we get to see these countries, you know, come with the right attitude? You know, they've just lost to France, but they've played so well. They've come with the right spirit. It's been fantastic to watch them. Maybe the USA, she can, USA can take a bit <laughs> of a leap out of this. Going in with a knife and a fork at the same time. That's very, very calm. All right, Group F, the final table. So what does it mean? Well, France, with that massive win, goes through on top with seven points and a pretty decent goal difference as well. And it is Jamaica, the reggae girls, through to the round of 16 on five points for the first time in history. And as we mentioned, Brazil, 28 years. 28 years and they are going home early. Unbelievable scenes. And look at Panama. Well, it might not have finished great on the Group F table, but I tell you what, they certainly gave us some rocking entertainment tonight. And as we said, one of the goals of the tournament. Let's have a look at the road to the final because this is what we're drawing here. Australia and Denmark in the top corner. Can't take my eyes off that one. Looking forward to Monday night. And down that right-hand side has filled out pretty neatly. So we see Jamaica and we wait for the games tomorrow. Will it be Germany? Will it be Colombia? Will it be Morocco? I guess we'll have to find out soon. All right, we're going to take a short break here on Optus Sport. But tomorrow, as we mentioned, there's plenty more to come. Tomorrow on Optus Sport, the group stage concludes and there's so much at stake. At 7pm Eastern, Colombia, who gave us the biggest upset of the tournament so far, take on a desperate must-win Morocco. Also at 7, after their shock loss to Colombia, it's do or die for Germany. They take on Korea Republic. And remember, every morning, 8am, join us for daily kickoff. Your World Football Roundup over breakfast. You're watching Optusport and the FIFA Women's World Cup. Welcome back to Optusport and our post-match show. There are the Banyana Banyana celebrated because not only did they get their first win at a World Cup, they've also made it through to the knockouts, making history South Africa has today. Lots to talk about here on the Optusport podcast and post-game show. Let's start with the Group G table because it is Sweden that have picked up all nine points going through comfortably to the round of 16 with an eight-plus goal difference. South Africa, as we mentioned, making it through with four points. It's Italy that have been left bitterly disappointed and are out. And Argentina, well, not a bad way to end. At least they picked up a point. Lots to talk about in the earlier games today. If you missed it, we're going to take you through all the action now because it was Sweden beating Argentina 2-0 to start the day. Yeah, it took a little while to get going, this one, but um, Sweden finally hit full, full steam. And a header, again, from a Swedish player. What a surprise. <laughs> They're getting pretty good at it. They know their, their strengths to hit, and uh, they got the job done against Argentina tonight. That piece is important again, Heather, for this Swedish side. Yeah, look, it, it, Sweden are not doing anything that we actually don't expect. What they, what they do is they hold a really, really great defensive block. They defend in between the goals along the field. And then when they attack, they attack it with width and they get down to the byline and they hit, they hit crosses in. 
And it's just so... This is Ellen Rubinson. I play with Ellen in um, LDB Malmo. Uh, she was young she at the time. Is she that old, is she? No, she's, she's, a, she's a youngster. I was, I was the old one. But, again, she's come up, stepped up. She's got a, a, a baby boy as well. Um, so it's great to see her on the score sheet. But do you know what? The depth of the Swedish squad. Nine, nine changes. changes. Nine changes. So to have the ability to be able to do that in big tournament football... Their tournament's only just starting, so look out. Nine changes, only keeping the centre-back pairing, going on, well, finishing their group stage with a 2-0 win, going top of the table, all nine points. It does set up a tantalising clash with the USA. <laughs> yeah, I'd be worried if I was the USA, to be honest. They've not been playing very well, as Heather mentioned earlier. But, yeah, they're solid, I didn't say they, they weren't playing well. I just oh. said they should take a little bit of a they leaf a out of the Pan Panama's book in terms of their character. They need a bit more team spirit. In the USA. <laughs> or spirit. <laughs> or spirit. <laughs> they remind me actually, Sue, and I was just thinking when you guys were talking, in 2019, we did the same thing in Argentina. We tried to block them, you know, and just hole, hole. The day did that work exactly. out? Exactly. It didn't. It was 2-0. <laughs> you know, it didn't. Because that's Sweden. They will find a way, and they're so good at set pieces and crossing that ball, then they score even last minute. So I knew that was happening. Yeah. But we're bringing up bad nightmares for you, are we? <laughs> Sorry about that. Good news story. Sega making her 20th World Cup appearance. Absolutely amazing, amazing numbers, H. Yeah, it certainly is. That means that I could have been playing at this Women's World Cup. If she got 20 appearances at World Cup, she's the same age as me. <laughs> and the only bad news to come out of that game, Cote, for the Argentinians, I'm just letting that slide, yeah. uh, is the Bon Segunda injury. Unfortunately, um, I would love to hear... Uh, what is it and hopefully she is okay it's not too bad and she can recover and get She's back to have her club. She's going a little club. bit of time now. I know but she needs to get back as well to the competition in Spain uh, so let's hope you know she she recovers soon and yeah like back for Argentina again but congratulations um, to Sweden. Well, simultaneously to that game, it was South Africa and Italy going head-to-head. -head. And let me tell you, all eyes were welling up in Wellington for this one because the Banyana Banyana got the job done. They've won the match. They've kicked Italy out. It's taken to added time for them to break the deadlock and they've made history. But it started amazingly with another penalty by the way we've managed to put them all away toward the uh, back half of this group stage and Christina Girelli was on the score sheet there yeah the the key one was this goal it was so so unfortunate wasn't it you'd like that opportunity as a striker she finished it well but Benyana Benyana it's a day of upsets today wasn't it yeah, it's, they're it's running brilliant. behind the defenders. Do you know, do you know what they're I love? We've got African nations that are taking on the world. Nigeria next, uh, next round. We've got South Africa next round. Jamaica next round. Maybe Ooh. Morocco tomorrow. Who yeah. knows? And so even, even then, I feel so... They've been always good, strong, quick, but they never had the coaching part. Like, they were not organised. Yeah. So now they're getting better and they're getting super close to the, you know, the big countries. Come on, Kote. I bought as Canberra United coach two of the first South Africans did, to Australia, to Canberra United, and you got to play with the both of them, didn't exactly. you? Exactly. Raphael Jane, captain of, of Benyana Benyana, mm -hmm. didn't play today. Massive loss. She is such a great leader, especially in the middle of the park. So they did it without her. Their first ever win, Ash. Their first ever win. They're dancing. They're loving it. It, they, it was well-deserved. <laughs> they've, been, they've been giant killers this World Cup, and they, they almost beat Sweden too, let's not forget. So they're dancing through to the next round, and Italy's on the plane back home. And when Catlana's goal went in, almost last minute of this match, their coach, Desiree Ellis, had tears in her eyes. Let's hear from her now, her post-match reaction. This is just amazing. I thought... 
they were incredible. I thought, we said we're going to fight for every ball. We said we're not going to give up. And they were absolutely, absolutely magnificent out there. But this victory is for everyone back home. People that got up in the early hours of the morning to support us. This is for them. This is for everyone involved in women's football. That have played a part in getting the players here. The coaches out there. The coaches that have come before. The players that have come before. This is for all of them. Oh, absolutely wonderful sentiment there, saying thanks to all the players, all the coaches and everybody from the organisation that has helped the Banyana, Banyana make history today there through to the round of 16. Interesting to find out. I think they'll meet the Netherlands. I will double check that for you, but I'm pretty sure that's where they're headed. All right, we're going to take a short break here on Off to Sport and on our podcast. When we return, we'll preview tomorrow's action. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome back to Optus Sport and our coverage of the FIFA Women's World Cup. There's Morocco, Colombia, Germany and Korea Republic all in action in Group H tomorrow as the group stage will be concluding. We will have coverage here from 7pm tomorrow night, simulcasting those matches on Optus Sport 1 and Optus Sport 2. Cannot wait especially to see Colombia have a look at the Group H table. It is Colombia sitting on top, Germany second, because, of course, they upset them uh, a couple of days ago now. Morocco still in with a chance, and Korea Republic yet to pick up a point. So many talking points to come out of this group. Heather Garak, Ashley Sykes and Kotero has joined me. Let's have a preview of tomorrow, because the group stage will be wrapped up. I can't wait for these games to kick off. No, for sure. Obviously, the biggest upset is Germany. Um, Germany coming second and Colombia, who electrified the Sydney crowd last game um, to beat them. It's just, it's unbelievable. Are you surprised, though? Because let's think about this Women's World Cup, where we've seen some of the big names. Germany sitting second, the USA sitting second. We've seen France really struggle. We've seen Brazil go out today. Canada. Canada go out. Are you surprised? Oh, this World Cup? It's been a completely different tournament, and that's what I'm loving the most, to see those countries who are stepping up and showing the world why they're there. And I think that's, for me, what I'm happy and I'm enjoying it. Ash, I want you to answer this one for me, because prior to the tournament, there was some discussion, some controversy about us having 32 teams and expanding the World Cup, and it would lead to blowout scores. But it's been quite the opposite, hasn't it? Very much the opposite, Amy. It's been super competitive. I've loved seeing all the teams really rise up and, you know, take on these traditionally really strong teams in uh, women's football. It's been great to see. And, you know, I can't wait for more. If there's anything that you can take from what's happened today, it's that you cannot 
relax against these smaller teams. Germany, tomorrow, if they're not careful against South Korea, could be the next team packing their bags on the way home. Well, let's focus there for just a moment because South Korea and Germany will have coverage of that match here on Optusport 1 from 7pm. There's some warm-up and training vision for us to take a look at. But the Germans haven't been as convincing as we thought they should be. However, I do think they'll get the job done tomorrow. Yeah, I, I do. I've, uh, this is probably the weakest Korean team that I've seen, um, especially the, the, the quality that they have, have got. Um, you know, the South Korean teams we've seen in the past, I think majority of the Asian nations haven't stepped up um, this Women's World Cup. Obviously, Australia, yes, of course Japan. we have. Um, Japan have been unbelievable, but the rest of them have been underwhelming. And I think for Germany, I think Germany are flying under the radar, and I've been saying this all tournament, and yes, they've had the upset, but with that adversity, you can you can critique things as a coach. And I think that's what she's going to do. They're still my favourites to win the tournament, although they are picking up more and more injuries in their defensive line, which is probably the shaky part for them. But, I, you know, I think they need to be careful against Korea in saying that I agree with you. I think it's still going to be their day. I still think Korea can upset them. Uh, they have a lot <laughs> to prove. They have a lot to, I think, to show because they haven't had a really good start. And I think this is the opportunity for them to really get out there, make make it really hard for Germany. Where are they going to score goals, though, Cote? Well, that's uh, really for the coach. Shots on go. Goal. <laughs> the coach, <laughs> the coach has an inspired. Obviously, yeah, exactly. And that's going to be really interesting to see because the coach has been upset, not on the same page as the players. I don't know how they handle that. But me as a player, I would love to show that. I would love to get out there. And, you know, Panama did it against France. Why can't Korea do it as well. well they could. And the other big match is in Perth. It is Morocco taking on Colombia. We'll have that one on Optusport 2. Also coverage from 7pm. But we have to talk about this Colombian side. Perth will be absolutely bursting at the seams for this match because the Colombian crowd, they just bring it. And why not when you see goals like that? Cote, you can't talk. <laughs> can't talk. This is your team. No, you won't show up is, about them behind the no, scenes. No, this is, a, I think, one of the best ones. Well, Linda Caicedo first. But look at this one. The, how high she jumped and how much she put on that ball is unbelievable. That's really hard. That the goalkeeper couldn't even, you know, do anything about it. Are you going to get on a plane over to Perth, is it, and watch them <laughs> I wish the I could, yeah. but no, they're doing great. And I think, again, the intensity, they match everything. Intensity physically and the technique they have, the Colombians, they really show it out there. And Morocco, can we just have a look at this Moroccan side in their first World Cup and manage to pick up a win? That's Heather's favourite goal. Yeah, That's no, her favourite. Look Look, um, front post header, H. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that that front, front post glancing header. <laughs> that, that was amazing. We, we're talking about best goals of the World Cup. I feel like I've said that ten times over and over <laughs> again. The, the free kick was something else. But Morocco, um, first Arab country to be part of the World Cup. Were in, unbelievable. So, look, these are the scenes that you want to see because they inspire the next generation. They inspire young boys and girls to come and play football. I'm loving this. I'm loving this passion. Especially that you, they don't have to be... German, Germany, they don't have to be, you know, French. Fit into they a actually, box exactly, there. They can you be know? flary like yourself. And no, no, even then, small countries. they watching yeah. this and be like, well, I also Mate, could do this. All I'm saying is that if the crowd is anything like it was in Sydney, it won't matter because the football will do the talking. Casado will be back out there. She's fit and firing reports have it. So let's have your predictions for who's going to go through on this group. Kote, we'll start with you. 
Colombia 2-1. And then will they make it all the way through? Uh, yes. With Germany or Morocco? Um, it has to, has to be Germany. Look, uh, numbers again. If we look at the numbers, Germany, but we have to see it. Yeah, I think we're going to see another solid German performance and I think Colombia get the job done as well. Yeah, so do I. I think um, Germany all come second and <laughs> Colombia first. We've had our day of crazy results. Now we can all just settle <laughs> back down into normalcy. <laughs> all right. We're up to a short break here on Optus Sport. Plenty more to come after this break. Don't go anywhere. You're also listening to our podcast. Well, we are wrapping up match day 14 here on Optusport and the Optusport podcast. We've had a look at the winners of today. We've had a look at a preview of tomorrow. So right now, let's have a look at the road to the final because we, we wrap up our group games tomorrow. Two vacant boxes there. Who will they go to? And Heather, what's your other favourite matchup on this one besides Australia? Yeah, look, I think um, I, I think what's going to be interesting is um, is uh, England Nigeria game. I think uh, they're really difficult to play. We've 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 seen that from an Australian point of view, and uh, I think England, um, whilst they they had a solid game the other day and they won comfortably, I think Nigeria could trouble them. It looks really interesting on the board. Let's recap tomorrow's matches for you because, as we said, the group stage wraps up. Group H will be decided. Korea Republic taking on Germany. Coverage coming your way from 7pm on Optusport 1. Simulcast at the same time. Morocco and Colombia going head-to-head -head in Perth. Coverage again from 7. That one over on Optusport 2. Massive, massive games they are, but not as massive as Monday night. We cannot wait. Our Matildas lining up against Denmark. I know what team Tommy Sorensen's going for and we are no longer friends. This one is coming your way Monday night, 7.30. Kote, you're the only neutral here. The rest of us have to be on the Matildas bus. We don't have to. We're well, driving way, it. The, the way it stands, yeah, we're driving the bus. <laughs> me, me and Asha, front seat drivers. But the way it stands, right. the quality of the Matildas the other night, it was a ruthless performance. So much character, so much individual brilliance. We got ahead early. It was... It, it, Rasso absolutely smashed it. Um, yeah, look, I think Australia's going to... Um, Come home, come home with the chocolates. Good on you, H. We'll all be eating chocolate on Monday night. Cotto Rojas, Ashley Sykes and Heather Garrick, thank you so much for sitting through tonight with me. Lots of fun we've had here on Optusport. Cannot wait for tomorrow. We'll be coming your way at 7pm, but that wraps it up here from the Optusport studio. Good night. <laughs>